LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. What guides your core beliefs? Are they founded upon solid truth or are they based on others' opinions or your own emotions? What you believe about your purpose and value affects almost every area of your life. And this is the premise of a new film that's coming out August 23rd called Overcomer. It's the latest from the Kendrick brothers who made Courageous, War Room, and other movies. And uh, this movie has inspired the creation of several resources. So for small groups, there's an Overcomer Bible study. And for individuals, there's a book called Defined. And both are based upon powerful insights from the book of Ephesians. So if you're interested in learning more about this movie or those resources, you can go to lifeway.com slash overcomer. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Hey guys, this is a replay of Pastor JD answering the question, what do you think is the greatest need of the hour in the American church? We played this for the first time just before the Southern Baptist Convention, and we're replaying it now because it was actually one of our top two episodes from season one. And so throughout July and August, we're actually going to be re-airing some of your favorite episodes before kicking off season two in September. So let's take a listen to this podcast. What do you think is the greatest need of the hour in the American church? J.D., going into the SBC, these kind of big events, I feel like they're really good times to just take a step back, think big picture, what's happening in the church, what's happening with us. And so the question we have today, I think, is kind of in that vein. So Mm -hmm. as you look at the church in America right now, what do you think is the the greatest kind of need of the hour um, as we kind of move into SBC? Yeah, it is a great question, and it's what's on my mind right now because the theme that uh, I've given to the SBC as the president, I can choose a theme for it, and and that the theme is the answer to that question. It's gospel above all. Um, I actually have a a book that's also coming out. In fact, it's, it's just releasing right now called Above All, that basically walks through what are the most pressing things that the Christian community, not just local churches and pastors, but the Christian community needs to uh, to recover. And my answer is the gospel. Now, I realize that can be confusing for people because they're like, well, I mean, my church doesn't deny the gospel, but it's just, it's a question of of what role it plays in your message and in your ministry emphasis. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says that the gospel, that, that is the news of Jesus Christ, death and resurrection, his conquering sin and death and his his bringing in the new creation, that that was of first importance to him. Yeah. I love the words of first importance, First hmm. Corinthians 15, 3, because first importance implies that there's a lot of other important things. They're just not of first importance. They're of secondary importance. Yeah. Uh, Paul, elsewhere in Corinthians, like First Corinthians 2, 2, Paul said, he said, I determined to know nothing among you, Corinthians, but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Now, a lot of Bible scholars will say that has to be an exaggeration. Yeah. Because, because I mean, have you read the book of Corinthians yeah, yeah, or Second yeah, Corinthians? Yeah. He, he talks about a lot of stuff besides Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm-hmm. The point is, in Paul's mind, that was so weighty and shaping that, that it was like he was not talking about anything else because everything ultimately came out of the gospel and the gospel is at the center. Yeah. Okay. So that ma- that makes sense. And in some ways it's kind of like, well, what else do you do the gospel? But, you know, is this really a new idea? I mean, so I work with other churches and church planners. We talk to people a lot. Gospel centered is something we talk about a lot. The gospel is something we talk about. So is this new or is this 
old? I mean, what, how does this kind of fit in? <laughs> yeah, it almost sounds like, hey, uh, thank you, Captain Obvious, for yeah, stating yeah, the yeah, Pat yeah, yeah, in the exactly. book. Yeah, well, probably more than you think, um, because, you know, one of my favorite theologians says heresy is often truth just out of proportion. That's good. And the go- the problem is not that people deny the gospel or they forget the gospel. It's that they neglect it or they minimize it. Hmm. G- give you two two areas. I see this show up a lot. The gospel should empower. It should be the source of power of, of everything that we prescribe in the Christian life. Charles Spurgeon had this famous line. I learned it when I was a college student. Yeah. And it was, he says, at the end of every message I preach, I want to plow a trough back to the gospel. I thought that meant that no matter what he was talking about, you know, if he's talking about tithing, at yeah. the end of the message, you'd be like, and here's how you get Just saved. Just do the tack on. Yeah, exactly. Romans yeah. Road, right. Which, I mean, that's great to share at the end yeah. of any message. But what he was saying was, was the power to do whatever it is we're talking about, like yeah. you know, giving generously. Yeah. The power flows from the from the gospel. It, it, the image of a trough is you know, that's what water flows in. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to get the water of life to actually become a generous person? It's from the gospel. So it means that that in all of our teaching about how to have a good marriage and how to raise kids and how to have a balanced life, ultimately it's the gospel that mm-hmm. is the transforming element, and it's got to be when people think about and they talk about us and they think about and talk about our messages and our yeah. Bible studies, they need to think and talk about the gospel. They ought to leave our our messages and our studies not with a page full of notes and action steps about what they need to do. They need to leave in wonder of what God has done for them because that changes their hearts. Matt, the second way that the gospel, I feel like, needs, it gets it gets put in a secondary place in, in our churches is, uh, in the book, I explain that the gospel should inform everything mm-hmm. that we, we are doing, that ultimately all ministries go back to the proclamation of the gospel. For a yeah. local church, community ministry without without preaching the gospel is essentially making people more comfortable on their way to hell. Yeah. For us to, you know, do missions and church planning without knowing how to do evangelism can be just going out to gather bored Christians from other churches. Yeah. It, it means that we ought to evaluate every everything that our church is known for and everything it's involved in through the lens of does it help us in the preaching of the gospel. I'll give you one quick example. Politics. Yeah. Now, politics are important. Yeah. I mean they, they affect it affects people's lives and Christians should study political questions and they ought to have really well informed convictions. But I know that as a pastor, especially the moment I tie a particular political strategy to the gospel, it's going to keep people from hearing that gospel. Um, And, and, and it's not that I don't, you know, (laughs) I I think all political strategies are equal. It's, I I know that the Bible doesn't always speak clearly about certain things and I need to leave some of the room for freedom so that people can hear the gospel. I I say kind of tongue in cheek to our congregation, you know, I might be wrong in my, in my position on global warming. I'm not, by the way, (laughs) I've studied it out. I think it's the right position, but, but I'm not wrong about the gospel. And I don't ever want to let you know what I say about the former keep people from hearing me on the latter. Yeah. And and as a pastor, when I fill up the pulpit with with you know advocacy for certain tax care you know programs and certain you know strategies on on the environment, that just means that I'm keeping people from hearing me on the gospel. Now yeah. I, I want to clarify: I don't mean that we should ever be silent about what the Bible speaks about. Yeah. When we talk about life and uh, you know pro life, uh, sanctity of marriage, religious liberty, these are things we got to speak with clarity on. But but realize that there can be some freedom 
in 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 letting people you know, discern what is the best strategy or who is yeah. the best candidate for accomplishing that. That's really good. So, I mean, yeah, I think you're talking about we want to make the gospels the, the thing of first importance. That's what we're kind of putting over the banner of everything else. So how does that kind of shape some of the way you want us to, I mean, there's a lot of other important things that we need to talk about and can talk about at, at SBC and as the church. So how does that kind of shape some of those other issues and how does that shape like how you want to see some of those secondary issues dealt with? Yeah, what's well, the filter of what we engage in and how passionately we engage in it? That's good. Right? There's certain discussions that you just, I, you know, Paul says just avoid them. Mm. They're, they're not helpful. All things are lawful, but they're not expedient. Is yeah. it helpful for the gospel? It means that, you know, it, 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 in terms of priority, I mean, Jesus said that there's more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents and over 99 that already belong to him. Yeah. Now, I mean, as a pastor, I work with the 90 and 9. Yeah. But is my work with the 90 and 9 causing me to lose my emphasis on going after that mm. that, that one? We've just got to make sure that, that, that the gospel that we believe and the message, the mission that we're on— is in line with the emphasis the New Testament has, and that's all about the centrality and the priority of the gospel. It really is above all. That's good. So last thing, and kind of the same vein, but just if you had one thing that you would want people to be praying for or thinking about going into SPC, well, what would just be a couple of things we could that people could be praying for you or for the the? the <laughs> you, said, you said one thing or a couple things, and I've got like I've got like nine. I in said my one mind. thing, and then I knew I needed to give you a little more freedom than that because I wasn't just going to get so one. So one, two, seven, eight. However many yeah, however you feel. Many well, why don't we just say the obvious that 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 at this convention. We would be a people who would embrace and celebrate the gospel being yeah. above all. To me, that would be the banner. If you can only remember one, mm-hmm. that's the one. That's good. There are are things that flow out of that, like we need to be able to restore the primacy of personal evangelism in the church. Yeah. Uh, some of these ACP reports that have come out, which is yeah, a Southern yeah, Baptist yeah. way of saying you know, what we count, I mean, they're showing that that less people are coming to Christ, less mm. people are being baptized. The answer to that is more more ordinary church-going people sharing Christ with their neighbors yeah. and their family and friends. So pray for a restore of that. Pray that we'll get good at sending again. Yeah. Matt, there's also uh, just a, some big things that we've got to do as a convention. We've got to take some forward steps on sexual abuse yeah. um, and how we respond to it. And so we're going to be doing that at the convention. We, we're looking for ways that, that uh, we're going to talk about exploring how we can empower and and open up leadership positions for women within yeah. a, what we call a complementarian structure, meaning that you know we believe what the Bible says about about roles, gender roles in the church, yeah. but but we know that there's a lot of places that women are supposed to to, to lead and be involved in ministry, and yeah. we're talking about those. So if you just you know, if you can remember those things and pray, those are the things I'm asking God to to really give to us and to the 48,000 churches of the Southern Baptist Convention. Hey guys, we just want to let you know that you can actually get Pastor JD's new book, Above All, right now at gospelaboveallbook.com. So if you're interested in, in getting that book or learning more about it, go to gospelaboveallbook.com. Hey, if you found this episode of Ask Me Anything helpful or impactful, we would really love for you to share that with your friends. And we're just really thankful that you listened in this time. We hope you listen in again, especially when we get started off with season two in September.